Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is located in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement, blessing, and an inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us, or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. So I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 23. All the way up here with me. This is my friend Ellie. Can we give Ellie a big hand? Amen. So I didn't ask him to do this, but I'm going to ask him to read for me today. He's going to read. We're going to read all of, I'm not preaching from all of Psalm 23, but um, I'm going to ask him to read the whole thing because we're a church. We should read the Bible. And, um, but we're going to read Psalm 23, six verses. If you didn't bring your Bibles, we're going to have it up on the screen. Um, if you didn't bring your Bibles, you can also look it up on your phones, your, your devices. But we're starting a new sermon series that we're calling Margin. Can everyone say Margin. And I'll explain to you what it's all about here in just a moment. But let's read Psalm 23, and if Ellie will help me read this, and it's right here. My Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid. For you are close behind me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me. In the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me in all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let's give God a big hand. Praise us. Thank Ellie for joining us. Thank you, Ellie. Amen. We're going to read verse 4 one more time. So we're, he was reading from the New Living Translation, so yours might be a little bit different. So if you'll go back to the, next, the last slide before this one. It says, even, though, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come before your presence at this moment. We give you honor, we give you glory, we thank you, Jesus, because you have been so good. You never leave us, you're always at our side, you are always working in our favor, God. We ask you, Lord, that you would speak into our hearts today, that you would speak into our lives, that today's word can help us, that today's word can change us. It's your word, so it can change us, but we have to allow it to do that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Giving a big hand praise, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, we had, we had um, if you notice, the lights were kind of going in and out and everything. We had a big storm pass through here. We had some people stranded outside and we were trying to help them in and got people wet and umbrellas got messed up. And, but, but we're all safe. Amen. We're all safe. Praise God. Um, so we're starting this new sermon series that we're calling Margin. Now, 
When you think of a margin, when you think of margin, what, what do you think of? Quickly, what, what do you think of? Lines, lines where? In paper, right? You set the margins in your documents. You said uh, when, you, when you buy college rule paper or wide rule paper, there's a, a little red line on the side, right, that kind of keeps you away from the edge. And there's another line on the other side that keeps you away from Margin is it, it, used to delineate the space that you have somewhere. So when you think of margin, margin is all about space. Margin is all about room. Margin is all about having the ability to move around comfortably without, without hitting something or without running out of space or without running out of the ability to do what you have to do. Now, for our purposes, I, I, I would like for us to define margin in our lives this way. Margin is the space between our current pace and our limits. Okay? In other words, that margin is if I have a top speed of seven miles per hour as I'm running, if I'm going to give myself margin, I'm not going to be going full speed all the time. Why? Because eventually I'm going to hit that limit where I can't keep going. So I have to leave a space between my current pace and my limit if I want to continue moving along at a good rate or at a good pace. You're, you're, you're following with me? So margin is the space between our current pace and our limits. Or, or for instance, let's say you have to be somewhere at 1 p.m. Hmm, I wonder where you have to be at 1 p.m. Okay, yeah, on Sundays especially. Let's say we have to be somewhere uh, at 1 p.m., so if you're going to have margin, margin means that you and I, we arrive at that place 15 minutes before 1 so that you and I can have some space between our, our deadline or our arrival time. That way we don't get there all stressed out and rushing. Or, for example, you have $100 in your pocket. And there is something that you got to buy and that something costs $80. Well, guess what? You have a margin of $20. So margin is the space between your current pace, your current situation, and your limits. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show a picture in just a moment. But many of us may have a, a room like this in our house. And many of us may be comfortable in, in this kind of room. It doesn't bother us, but let's see. Let's see how many can identify with this. <laughs> okay. This is a closet that nothing fits inside of it any longer. There is no what? There's no margin. There's no space. There is no more room for you and I to put something in there. And just leave it up, Brother Chun. And 
Some of us may have a closet. Some of us may have a garage. Some of us may have an attic. Some of us may have a storage unit. Some of us may have a place in our, in our homes or an actual physical place that kind of looks like this where there's no more margin for you to add anything to it. And, you know, it's okay. It maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's not okay. But it might be okay for you to have a closet that looks like this. Some people are very comfortable in this. I, some people can get into a, a room that kind of looks like this and they can do work and they can focus and they can do what they have to do. Me, when I'm going to do some real work and I go into my office, if I have stuff all over my desk, before I can do anything, I need to tidy up my desk because it distracts me. I can't, I can't focus because there's too much clutter. There's too many things on my desk and I got I to gotta clean it off. I got I to gotta make space so I can work. And it may be okay for you to have a closet like this. It may be okay for you to have a garage like this. It may be okay for you to have a, a storage unit with your stuff and it's just to the brim, it's packed. It may be okay for that. I don't believe that it is okay for your life to be like this. What happens when our lives have no margin. What happens when in our lives we have no space? What happens when in our lives we have no, no breathing room? And you know this is true. When, when our margin, when our margin decreases, our stress increases. I mean, some of you looked at this and you got stressed out right away. It's like, oh, no, I, I, I can't deal with that. Some of you looked at this and said, oh, that looks like my closet at home. No big deal. But when our lives look like this, the truth of the matter is that margin, when it, is, when it decreases in our lives, our stress Increases When our schedule is so full that we can't get anywhere on time, it is stressful. When, when our finances are, are maxed out, it is stressful. When our, when our relationships, we can't attend them because we don't have any time to nurture and to take care of our relationships, it becomes extremely stressful. And the lack of... A margin increases our stress and it shortens our tempers. And it can distract us from the things that are really, truly important in our lives. Our relationships begin to suffer. And ultimately, listen church, ultimately it affects our relationship with God because there is a direct connection with our willingness to create margin and our faith. Listen. Listen to what I'm saying. There is a direct connection between faith and our willingness to create margin in our lives. And I know that some of you are already thinking, you're already giving me pushback. I can feel it from up here. But pastor, I have no choice. There's nothing I can do about it. 
some of us may be thinking this is only temporary. It's because the kiddos are at this age and they're at this stage and I, and I got to keep moving. And it's temporary. There's going to come the moment when this, this season in my life, it ends. Or, or some of you may be thinking, yeah, but doesn't everybody live like that? Everyone I know lives like this. We're always at 100 miles per hour. We're pedal to the metal. It, it, it's, it's incredible the pace of life that we can get accustomed to. But when our lives get so full, when they look like this, and it's hard, it's really hard to see when people begin to lose relationships because they don't have any more room for the relationships. It, it begins to become, it becomes really hard to see when people begin to lose their marriages because there's no margin in their lives to work on their marriages. It becomes really hard to see when people have their homes taken away from them because there was no financial margin in their lives. It becomes very difficult to see when people cannot come to Christ, they cannot meet Jesus, they can't, they can't, there's no way for them to hear the salvation message because they can't slow down one second to hear the gospel. It becomes really difficult to see Christians that begin to fall away from the church and begin to fall away from God because there is no margin in their life. They can't be consistent in their devotion to Jesus and in their, in their service and in the time that they give to the church. When margin decreases, our stress increases. But what happens if, go ahead, show the next picture. Some of you immediately felt better right now. What can you do? You can, oh, thank God. I can breathe. There's actually an empty cubby hole where I can put the shoes I'm wearing in. What happens when there is margin in our life? The truth is that, that life is so much better. When you and I have margin available to us, when you and I have some, some breathing room available to us, margin is when we, when we don't have to drive like mad people everywhere we go because you haven't filled your week with all the things you possibly have to do and you can get to places early and, and you can actually breathe when you get there. Margin means that we actually have time to sit down as a family at the dinner table and talk with one another. Margin, margin is actually, listen, margin is actually having money left over at the end of the month. Some of us are like, whoa, what is money left over at the end of the month? Margin means that you're actually enjoying life because you're not saying yes to everything and you're not doing everything that is possible. Margin 
means that you're actually going to small group during the week and you're able to sit down and truly engage with the lesson and truly engage with your fellow brother and your and sister and you can actually engage your heart, engage your mind into what's being taught and you're actually receiving something because you have some breathing room. Margin is not having to decide whether, you're, whether or not you're going to come to church today because you have so many other things that you got to get to. Margin is actually being able to pray and focus on God as you're praying and not let your mind wander onto all the things that you haven't gotten to and the things that need to be addressed and the things you got to do and the things that you did do that didn't turn out very well. Margin gives you breathing room. The truth is that life is better with margin. And again, margin is the space between our current pace and our limits. Can you guys imagine if everywhere I went, like I'm sitting here, and then all of a sudden I took off in a dead sprint, walked out that way, and then I, when I come in, I come into a dead sprint over here, and then when I leave, I go in a dead, and when I go to my car, I'm in a sprint. Can you, what would you guys think of me? He's crazy. Pastor's lost it. Finally, losing his hair got to him. What is wrong with him? But some of us, we don't even realize that that's what we're actually doing in our lives. We're running around like crazy people trying to do everything, see everyone, do all the things that are at our reach. And we're not leaving any margin for our lives. Again, some of you may say, I have no choice. Some of you may give me pushback and say, Pastor, you don't know my life. You don't understand the responsibilities I have. You don't understand the things that I got to take care of. You don't understand all the things that have been thrown on me. You don't understand how life has treated me. And now I'm in this circumstance. I'm in this situation where there is no room for margin in my life. I got to keep going. I got to keep moving. I got to prove things. I got to show things. I, 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 you just don't understand, Pastor. And I may not know your life. And I may not understand your situation. But I do know one thing that you and I have in common. We all have limits. And there comes a point in our lives that if we are not careful, we overcommit our time. We overcommit our finances. We, we overcommit our focuses. And we reach the limit. Of our lives. And we all have different capacities. You may be able to do more than I can. And maybe I can do more than some of you here can. And everyone has a different capacity in their life. But we all have the same thing. We all will eventually hit a limit if we're not careful. And when we hit that limit, we, we no longer enjoy the relationships we have. Their burdens. They're inviting me out again. I'm too busy for that. I can't go. Now they think I'm a bad friend. They think of this. And, we, and, and because we feel like there's no breathing space, there's no margin in our lives. Now the relationships we used to enjoy, we no longer enjoy. 
We no longer enjoy our marriages. Because there's no margin for error. There's no margin. There's no breathing room in our marriages. And what ends up happening is that we, we take a little longer at work. We, when we get, when we're heading home, we, we take the long way home because we really don't want to get home. And, and, and what happens is that when we're together, we, we begin to disconnect from our spouses because we no, lo- we no longer enjoy our marriages. We no longer enjoy our families. We dread coming home. Why? Because we've reached our limit. And if you and I are going to live the life that God has called us to live, if we are going to live the life that God intended for you and for me, the purpose that he put in our lives, we cannot always live our life at the limit. And as Christians, as people that are trying to follow God, it really becomes a matter of whether or not I have faith To trust God. The margin in our life is related to the faith that's in our lives. In fact, Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7, we have it up here, says, do not be anxious about anything. Wait a minute, how can I not be anxious about anything? Where does the Bible get off in saying that I can't be anxious? Well, the Bible tells you you can't be anxious because there should be some margin in your life. And the reason that you and I can't obey this command from the Apostle Paul is because we have no room to breathe. We have no room to move. And we're always living life to the limit. And then what happens is that it becomes impossible for us to not be anxious. It becomes impossible for us not to be worried. He says, don't be anxious about anything. But instead, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is how we're supposed to live our lives. Allowing the peace of God to guard our hearts. Yeah, I'm not saying that there aren't responsibilities. I'm not saying that there aren't things that you and I have to take care of. I'm not saying that the circumstances that we've been dealt, the things that the the curveballs that life has thrown at us, I'm not saying that those aren't real. But what I am saying is that you and I should establish some margin, some empty space in our lives. For when those things do come and hit us hard, we can allow the peace of God to reign in our lives so that it can guard our hearts against all the anxiety that the enemy throws at us, against all the things that we feel we got to take care of. And the reason we can't stop being anxious, anxious, the reason we can't stop worrying because we have so Many things in our lives that we have to tend to and we don't have any margin. We don't have any breathing room. Everyone take a deep breath. Isn't it good to take a deep breath every once in a while? So the question becomes, will you leave enough margin in your life so that God can work in your life? Because three things happen. When, when, you and I, when you and I run out of margin, three things happen. 
The first one, we already talked about it a little bit. When there is no margin, our stress level increases. When there's no breathing room, our stress level increases. I, I, I work a, a, at an MRI center, and I, I'm an MRI tech, right? And there are patients that I can't put in the MRI machine because as soon as I start putting it in there, even though there's a little bit of space, even though there's a fan blowing in their faces, even though there is air that's circulating in the room, for some reason, when they are put in a, in a tight space, they feel like they can't, they can't breathe and their stress begins to increase and they start panicking. Does this touch a nerve with someone? Are there times in our lives where we're like, if one more thing happens, <laughs> oh, if he comes home and he starts telling me something again, if she comes home and she starts nagging again, if I get another report from the teacher, they are, I am going to lose it. Because when there's no margin, our stress level increases. Running late stresses us out. At least it stresses me out. And I think for most of us, if we know we got to be somewhere and we're running late, it, it, it gets really stressful being in, the, in, in traffic and knowing that every minute you're not moving, you're even more late to where you're going. Not having enough money to pay your bills, that can be stressful. Amen? Not, feeling like your marriage is not where it needs to be because you can't communicate with one another, that stresses you out. And when there's no margin in our lives, our stress level increases. The second thing that happens also is that when, when there is no margin, our focus narrows. When, we, when, we, when there is no margin in our lives, we tend to focus our efforts and our priorities in that one thing that needs to be addressed. And other things that are probably even more important become to, they, they fall into the background. We don't take care of our relationship with God anymore. We don't take care of our relationship with our spouse anymore. We don't ask our kids, how was your day today anymore? Because we have no margin and our focus is only on the problem that we see in front of us. Our focus narrows. For example, I don't know how many of you I make nervous every time I get really close to the edge. But I know, I know when I'm at the edge because I'm thinking, as I'm talking, I'm thinking about I better not fall off. So, because I have no what? I have no margin. And I, I like putting this back a little bit because it gives me some room to move. And, but there are a lot of times when I come right up to the edge, when I get a little excited and I feel the toes of my foot off the, and I go, whoa, okay, I better stop right here. Many of us, we live our lives like we're at the, at the limit and we're at that precipice of where we can't keep going further. But we're pushing that limit and now all we see is the precipice. All we're trying to make sure we do is that we don't fall off. And even though our kids say hi to us, we ignore them. Even though uh, our marriage is suffering, we ignore it because we're so concerned about not falling over the edge. When in reality, it's as easy as... Stepping back a little bit. The third thing that happens when there's no margin in our lives is that when there's no margin, 
our relationships suffer. Every time I get home, mom is always on the phone. Every time I get home, dad is never there because he's always at work late. We are always going somewhere. We never stay home to relax. My parents are always talking about money. My parents are always arguing. When there's no margin in our lives, the relationships, the important relationships in our lives. We just spent a four weeks speaking on the family. And this kind of continues going forward in that subject where in our lives, how important margin is for not just us individually, but for our families and those people in our lives. When there's no margin in our lives, our relationships will suffer. Now, these things are not a secret. You guys know. I'm not telling you something you don't know. This is not a secret whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're a believer or not. This is real. This happens in our lives. But the fact of the matter is that God did not create us to live this type of life. God did not create us to live at 120 miles per hour and be okay. That is not the life God intended for us. No one wants a life like this. No one wakes up in the morning and says, oh, yeah, yeah, I want some more stress today. Ooh, me, 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 I'll take some stress. No one says that. No one says, oh, yeah, I want some problems in my marriage today. No one wakes up and says, oh, I hope that I wake up and I check my bank account and there's no money in there. No one wants to live a life like this. But yet for whatever reason in our culture, in our society, it seems like about 99% of us are living life in this manner where we're full of anxiety, we're full of stress, we're full of worry, we're full of things that are keeping us up at night. We can't sleep. We're contemplating whether or not life is worth living. And yet we, we continue to think that this is something that we should this is normal for us. So why do we live like this? Well, I think that you may have an answer. You could say, hey, well, I live like this because I have no choice. I live like this because this is how I was taught. I live like this because of problems that I had. I live like this because whatever your reason may be. But I think that the overall reason... In which, why, or why we live in this manner. The reason that we are constantly pushing ourselves to the limit is because of one simple four-letter word. Fear. We push ourselves to the limit because of fear. Three levels. There's three levels of this fear. We, we have the fear of missing out. If I don't do this, then what's going to happen? If I don't say yes, I may not get another opportunity. If I don't let my children do this, they're going to think I'm a bad parent. If I don't go to, to, to the family reunion, everyone's going to think I'm an awful, I'm an awful family member. We, we, we are fearful in our lives of missing out. And fear drives our margin. To the limit. We, we also have the fear of falling behind. 
right? We, we, we look through Instagram and we look through, through Facebook and we look through, through all these social medias and we watch TV and, and these ads are constantly telling us about these products or about these things that we need to do in order to make our lives better. And if we don't keep up, we are going to fall behind and we are constantly in the comparison trap. If they went on vacation, we should go on vacation. If they have a new house, we should get a new house. If they got a new car, we should get a new car. And soon the house that you have isn't enough. The car that you, you have already, it, it's not good enough. And we're constantly trying to not fall behind because we're fearful of what people may say. And it creates this... Lack of margin in our lives. The third fear that we may have is the fear. I don't know about you, but I know that this is important to me. I would think it's important to all of us. It's the fear of not mattering. Because at the end of the day, we want our lives to matter. So I got, I got to get, I got to push myself to the limit. I need to leave a legacy for my children. I, I, I need to leave an inheritance. I, I, I need to leave something behind for that when I die and when I'm no longer here, they will always remember me as whatever it is that you have in your mind. And we push ourselves. When in reality, the only thing people will remember us for is whether or not we were there. Was dad there or was he always away building a legacy? Was mom present or was she always too concerned with the preoccupations of her career or of other people? And we're building this legacy of wanting to matter. And we have this fear. And I'm not saying any of these things are bad. I, I, it's, I, we want to experience things in our life. We want our lives to matter. But do we have to have some what? Some margin in our lives. Listen, our fear has the potential of pulling us away from what matters the most. And here's a sobering thought. There are things in our lives that you and I, we can redo. If we didn't pass fourth grade, we can do fourth grade again. If we didn't pass college algebra in our first year of college, we can take that class again. If, if we didn't do very good on our first day at work, there's a second day at work. But there's a sobering thought that no matter what we do, we can't redo our 20s. We, we can't redo our 30s. We can't redo our 40s. And fear keeps us at the limit. And we get to the end of our lives, having lived a life to the limit, having lived a life where we're always going 100 miles per hour. And the only thing we have at the end of our lives is a life full of regret. 
I should have done things differently. I could have done things differently. Some of us here already at this point in some things, uh, you're already thinking I should have done this differently. Some of you might be here saying, man, I messed up my kids. Some of you might be thinking, man, I messed up our marriage. I, I messed up this and I messed that up. But let me tell you right now, the reason God has you here is because God has a purpose for your life. It is not too late. It is not over. God can move in your life. And if you can take this word into your heart and you can understand what God is trying to tell you, there is still an opportunity for you. The margin in our life is directly related to the faith in our lives. Let's see what the psalmist said one more time. In Psalm, in Psalm 23 verse, verse 4, he said, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be what? I will not be what? I will not be afraid. E even though the sky may be falling on me, which it literally was just a moment ago. Even though the circumstances in life are trying to choke me. Even though it seems like the enemy is attacking me left and right. Even though all these things seem to be against me. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. But it's not just saying, oh, yeah, I'm not afraid. Bring it on. No, there's a reason that I'm not afraid. For you are close beside me. I'm not walking alone. I'm not walking by myself. I don't have someone. I have someone I can lean on. I'm not afraid because I know God is on my side. And for that reason, I can create some space in my life. I can step back from the precipice of my limit. And I can, I can lean on God in those moments when I feel like things are falling apart. When I feel like the, the, the world is choking me. The, the world is, is pushing the breath out of me. I can breathe. I can breathe. I can breathe. Fear is not in my life because why? Because I have faith that God is with me. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about a couple things, and I want to give them to you really quickly. And I know right now I feel like I have no margin because i got to keep going. But some of you, we, we need this thing. There are some things that we need margin in our lives. And that first thing is a Sabbath. We need a Sabbath. God cares so much for the margin in our lives that one of the cool things that God did for us is that in his word, as his word was being written, and as he was interacting with man on this earth, he built in margin. And he commanded that you and I make margin in our lives. Now you got to understand, the nation of Israel, it was a slave nation. They were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. They had to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They couldn't get sick because if they got sick, they were discarded. 
There was no margin in their lives. And God understood that if I don't, when they were released and when they were freed by God, he understood the way they worked and he understood how he made us. And he told them, you have to have a Sabbath in your life. And in Exodus chapter 20 verse 8 he said, remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. What did we talk about a couple weeks ago? That when we develop sacred values in our lives, it really is not a sacred value if it's not in our what? If it's not in our calendar. He gave us the Sabbath, but who has to keep it? We have to keep it. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. And, and listen, this is the nation of Israel that was used to working 24-7. They were used to working nonstop. Six days you will work and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Neither you nor your son or your daughter. In fact, it was against the law to work on the Sabbath day. Some of us, we have no idea what it feels like to just get up on Sunday morning and just relax. Drink a coffee. Read your word. Meditate on how good God has been. Prepare your heart with gratitude. For when the time does come for you to get up and go to church, you can come in, as the psalmist says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. Some of us have no idea what that means. We, we can't relate because we're nonstop. We're constantly working. Every little waking time that we have, there's something we have to do. On it. You shall not do any work, neither your sons or your daughter. So we're going to be talking about the Sabbath. We're also going to be talking about number two, tithing. Tithing. Now, I'm not going to go all into tithing today. But this has to do with our margin in our finances. That's another area where God created a, a, an opportunity for you and I to exercise our faith in order that he can move in our lives. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. And pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. He says, test me. Create the margin in your life. Just because you received it all doesn't mean you got to spend it all. Just because someone gave it to you doesn't mean that... that that you can't give some of it back to God and that you can't put away some for your future. It doesn't mean that, that you can't leave any room for, for God to work. And the third place where 
God created margin for us. It's in our work. In our work. We're going to discuss all these things over the next few weeks. In in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 9, it says that when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap in the very edges of your field. What does that mean? You can't go into the margins of your field. God has a lot to say about margin. Don't gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grape. You know what? If you're picking things up and some grapes fell to the ground, just leave them there. You're going to be okay. There's no need for you to, to go back. There's, God is saying, though, although you could pick up another shift at work, you don't have to. Trust him. Although I could get a second job, I don't have to. I can trust God. Although I could buy a bigger house, I, I don't have to. Because I'm, I'm content with what God has given me. Although I could take out another loan, I don't have to because God is on my side. Although I could sign up for another activity and I could say yes to another job, I don't have to because my faith is in God and I want to leave room for him. Deuteronomy 24, 19 speaks about the same thing. He says that when you are harvesting in your field and you overlook a sheaf, Do not go back to get it. Leave it for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow. He says that if you're you're harvesting and you notice, you look back and you you forgot a corn or he's talking about agriculture, right? But in our lives, how would this apply? That that as you're working and and they're offering you some more time, they're offering you a promotion that's going to just take away your family time, take away your time. It doesn't mean that you have to go back and take it. And what happens if we leave the chief, if we leave the grapes? Next slide. So leave it for the foreigner, the fathers, and the widow, so that the Lord your God may bless you in the work of your hands. So when culture tells us today that you gotta you gotta take all that's within your reach, God tells us no. Leave some room. There are some things you need to learn to walk away from. And the question really becomes, will I trust God? Will I have faith that if I walk away from it and I leave or that I don't walk all the way to the edge, if I don't push my, will I have faith that God can take care of the rest? I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to read one more verse, and we're going to finish. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Jesus is speaking, and he says, so do not worry. Well, how can we not worry, Jesus? The way you don't worry is you create margin in your life. He says, don't worry, saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear, for the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first. His kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. 
That, those things that you're not pushing yourself to the limit for. Those things that you're not running 100 miles an hour after. All those things that, that, you, that are within your reach. But if you, if you reach out and grab them, it's going to add another stress to you, another stress level to you. All these things will be given. You, you don't have to go for it. It will fall into your life. It will fall into your lap. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I don't know how many people here today need to create some margin in their lives. And in just a moment, if you're saying, Lord, I hear what you're saying. And that's definitely me. I'm running to the limit. I'm going nonstop. I haven't rested in weeks. I haven't stopped in months. I don't know how to do this, but I need your help. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to step to this altar. There's, again, I've told you many times, there's nothing special about this area. The only thing that makes it special is that you are responding to God's word. And by you taking a step into this altar, you're saying, Lord, I'm receiving your word today. And I recognize that I need your help. And I'm needing margin in my life. Father, I come before your presence at this moment. We stand before you as a people who recognize our need for breathing room. A people that recognize our need for margin in our life. This culture, this society tells us that it's normal for us to be busy. That it's normal for us to go after all these things that we think we need. But today, God, all we want to seek first is you. All we need in our lives is you. And we want to create that space in our lives so that you can move. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to ask you. If this message is speaking to your life, if there's margin that you need to create in your life, let's step up to this altar.